Hi, this is Jim. Um, I just wanted to say a few things real quickly before the episode starts. First of all, I wanted to apologize for getting this episode out so late. It's taken me a lot longer to do this episode than I thought it was going to. Um, And also, uh, I tried a little bit different format with this episode. Let me know what you think of it. I have my own opinion of what I think of it. Uh, But I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about it. So uh, leave a comment on my Facebook page, uh, Magic Music Review, or for the Disney Disney Music Dude, sorry about that, on Twitter. I just really wanted to say I'm sorry for getting this episode out so late, and they will be coming much more frequently from now on. I'm shooting for every other week, and hopefully we'll be able to do that. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Magic Music Review Podcast. I'm Jim Spangler, your host. Join me each episode as we talk about our love of Disney music. It could be a song, a movie, a short film, a Broadway show, a Disney theme park, or one of the countless other forms Disney music takes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey through the magic of Disney music on the Magic Music Review. here. Welcome to episode four of the Magic Music Review. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about The Princess and the Frog, one of another movies, animated features that I think that Disney uh, created that's really underappreciated, which is really too bad. I think there's some really good things about it. And we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the music, obviously, because that's why we're all here, to talk about the music. Um, Let's start out, let's talk a little history about... Uh, The Princess and the Frog. Um, The Princess and the Frog came out in 2009. It's an animated musical by Walt Disney Animation Studios and was was released by Walt Disney Pictures. It was the 49th animated feature that Disney put out. Amazing. The 49th. Um, And it's based on The Frog Princess by E.D. Baker, which was also based on the Brothers Grimm's uh, tale, The Frog Prince, uh, which I think we've all kind of have an idea of what that's about. You kiss a prince, kiss a frog, kiss a frog, and it becomes a, bleh. I'll get that out eventually. You kiss a frog, and it becomes a prince. They become a prince. Uh, it was written and directed by Ron Clements and John uh, Musker. They were the co-directors of The Great Mouse Detective, The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, so uh, some really good storytellers, really good directors uh, involved in this. Um, it is set in 1920s New Orleans, and it marked a return to traditional animation for, ni- for Disney, uh, the first time since 2004's Home on the Range, uh, which we will never speak of ever again. Um, it is also a return to the Broadway musical style uh, movie, a style that was used during the Disney Renaissance, which made um, Disney a lot of money and put out some amazing movies like the previous mentioned The Little Mermaid and Aladdin and The Lion King. Uh, we all know what that Renaissance is all about. 
or at least I think we do. Maybe we don't. I shouldn't just assume everybody listening knows uh, about the Disney Renaissance. That was the time uh, from The Little Mermaid um, on up until uh, a few movies before, I guess, Home on the Range. Oh, God, I mentioned it again. I'm so sorry. Uh, But really, the 90s are considered the Disney Renaissance in movie animation. There, little history, little history lesson for you out there. Um, It opened in limited release in New York City and Los Angeles on November 25th, 2009, and then opened in wide release on December 11th, 2009. And the movie grossed $267 million worldwide. Um, In today's world, that is not really considered much of a hit, is it, Uh, according to Disney standards? But it did pretty well. It was uh, received Academy Award nominations for Best uh, Animated Feature, which it lost to Up, uh, a movie that is one of my favorites, uh, and Best Original Song, Almost There and Down in New Orleans. But it uh, also lost that to a song from Crazy Heart. It actually started, Princess Frog actually started as two separate projects at Disney and Pixar, and then they decided to combine the two projects into one. And it was originally announced as the Frog Princess in 2006. Uh, And this is why it's important to talk about this. Let's talk a little bit about the Disney machine and how they work. Um, There was a lot of criticism when they came out and talked about the Frog Princess. Uh, And first, coming from the African-American community, first, they didn't like that the lead character's name, which at that time was Maddie, sounded a lot like Mammy, which is a derogatory term. Uh, And they didn't like that she was a chambermaid. So that was two things. They came back again and said that they didn't like that she was falling in love with a non-black prince. Uh, and they didn't like that the, the voodoo doctor that was the villain was black. Um, and so um, those were four really big problems that they faced when they first announced this movie. The Frog Prince was also considered a slur in French. So um, the word frog is considered a slur in France. So to address these uh, things, they changed Maddie uh, to Tiana, and they made her a waitress instead of a chambermaid. Uh, And they brought Oprah Winfrey in to consult on the movie to make sure that they were doing everything uh, correctly and um, being very considerate uh, and not controversial. And she ended up actually... Uh, being cast as Eudora, Tiana's mother. They also changed the name of the movie uh, to The Princess and the Frog from The Frog Princess. So The Princess and the Frog is what we came up with. The story, uh, Don Hall was the head of story, uh, Disney legend, definitely. And he wanted to update the classic fairy tale. Uh, So what he did is he made the kingdom um, into a modern city. And he chose New Orleans for that modern city. Uh, And he changed the handsome prince uh, into a knuckle-headed playboy. So it wasn't necessarily the perfect prince, right? Uh, Because in this, Prince Naveen actually is disowned by his family uh, because he's just a a knuckle-headed playboy. He doesn't want to work. He just has fun and wants to play. Uh, And the fairy godmother becomes a voodoo priestess, Mama Odie. So a lot of updating and changes, which I really love about this story. Uh, it's one of the things I really like about the movie is all the updates and changes that they made. Tiana also became Disney's first African-American princess, which was huge um, and long, long overdue. Uh, it's a shame that they didn't do this before 2009. 
the style uh, of the animation. Um, the new when they animated this, uh, as you know, Disney always looks at different styles and different ways to animate different things. And they decided that when they were in the city of New Orleans, that they would use an animation style similar to Lady and the Tramp. Um, and Lady and the Tramp in Disney is considered the pinnacle of the Disney style. It is considered the high watermark of the Disney style, and it became much more stylized. Uh, after that with Sleeping Beauty and um, all the films that came out after. So uh, they also have a lot of swamp sections in this movie, which I love. Uh, I love the swamp scenes. They may be my favorite scenes. Um, and they used Bambi for inspiration for those scenes, which I think is so fascinating. They went so far back into the archives uh, to come up uh, with the look of the swamp. And I, the swamp is just beautiful, in my opinion. Um, so, it was not the big success that Disney wanted. They were really hoping, hoping, and Lasseter, John Lasseter, who had just taken over, and Ed Catmull, who had just taken over Disney Animation, uh, were really hoping that this movie was going to bring back traditional animation. Um, that is his, Disney's history and lore, and they really, really were striving to bring traditional animation back just didn't happen it just wasn't popular enough um it was not as big a success as disney wanted and uh the movie moved its opening date so that it wouldn't open on the same weekend as alvin and the chipmunks the squeakwell that's a scary comment in my opinion um if you've seen any of those alvin and the chipmunk movies uh okay personal opinion there so they really struggled with that and the opening date uh and i think what killed it more, though, than that is the fact that a few weeks later, a little film named Avatar opened. And as we all know, Avatar is the highest grossing film of all time, and I think it killed every movie that was out at that time. So I, my opinion is that's the real issue with this movie. It's not about its quality. It is a good, good movie. A great villain in Dr. Facilier. Um, the storyline is wonderful. We're going to talk about a few of the characters. Uh, some of my favorite characters ever in Disney are in this movie. The music, the songs are so good and so catchy and so beautiful. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the voice cast since we are, uh, talking about it. Um, the voice cast is amazing for this movie. Um, Annika Noni Rose, who is a Broadway star, was Tiana. Oh, that woman can sing. Mm. Uh, Bruno Campos played Naveen. Uh, here's a little interesting side note. Um, he ad-libbed a French accent combined with his Brazilian accent uh, to create that, Maldovian, Ma that Maldonian um, accent. Uh, and that's the reason that he got the job. Uh, Michael Leon Woolley was Louis the Alligator. Uh, Jim Cummings is Ray the Firefly. Keith David is Dr. Facilier. Jennifer Cody is uh, Charlotte LaBeouf, or Lottie. Oh my god, I love Lottie. She's so hysterical. Wonderfully performed uh, and animated. So good. Jennifer Lewis plays Mama Odie, who is a 197-year-old voodoo priestess. 197 years old. That voodoo's obviously pretty good stuff. Peter Bartlett, uh, from Harry Potter and Enchantment fame, played Lawrence. Uh, John Goodman played Eli Big Daddy LaBeouf. 
Oprah Winfrey was Eudora, which is Tiana's mother, and Terrence Howard played James, Tiana's father. And even though he has a very brief time in the film, he really has quite an impact, and his shadow hangs over the film because it's part of Tiana's want. It's part of what she's doing and her motivation. So, let's talk a little bit about the uh, music, uh, and then we'll dig into the story. And you'll notice that I'm going to do a little bit different uh, type of podcast this time than I did before. I hope it's a little more conversational. But I'm going to tell the story and talk about the songs at the same time. And at the end, we'll talk about the scoring of the film. Um, but, I, you know, I just want to mix it up a little bit. I'm still trying to figure out what works best. Uh, please feel free to let me know on Facebook. Uh, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, what you like, if you like this new way or if you want me to go back to the way that it was before, which I'm happy to do. Uh, anyway... Uh, the music is by Randy Newman, um, who is of Pixar fame. We all know Randy Newman from Toy Story and Bugs Life and many others uh, from Pixar. Pix, from sorry, from Pixar. I knew I'd get that out. The closing credits uh, is a song by Neo called "Never Knew I Needed," uh, and the score features African American influenced styles, which include j- jazz and zydeco and blues, gospel, R and B. So good. Um, and like I said, it was Academy Award, uh, nominated songs, Almost There and Down in New Orleans, but it lost to the weary, to a song called The Weary Kind. Um, so, uh, it's really too bad because I think Almost There and Down in New Orleans are such great, great songs. So good. Uh, some of Randy Newman's best, in my opinion. I mean, he's written some pretty amazing songs. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the story and talk a little bit about the music uh, and what um, this thing called The Princess and the Frog is about. Uh, It's based in 1912 in New Orleans, and we start out seeing a seamstress, Eudora, uh, reading a story of the frog prince to her daughter Tiana and her friend Charlotte LaBeouf, or Lottie. And Charlotte finds the story to be romantic, Uh, while Tiana proclaims that she will never, ever kiss a frog. Of course, 14 years later, Tiana has grown into an aspiring young chef who works as a waitress for two local diners so she can save enough money to start her own restaurant, a dream that she shared with her deceased father, James. Uh, And we get the song down in New Orleans uh, before we see Eudora reading and then after when we see um, Tiana working so hard. Uh, and what that song does is j- it's just the setting. It gives us the setting. It, it gives us the flavor and style of what this movie is going to be about. And uh, it's a really, really great song. I love the descriptive narrative in it. And I think that it really sets the mood so well uh, and is such a great style. And it is surely the one song in this movie that I think sounds like Randy Newman um, and his writing style. They got me. 
move forward a little bit after that. Uh, Prince Naveen of Maldonio arrives in New Orleans, uh, and he wants to better his financial situation. He's basically been cut off from his family. Not basically. He has been cut off by his uh, family. Um, Naveen intends to marry a rich Southern Belle, and Charlotte, of course, is the perfect candidate. Uh, and Eli, Big Daddy, uh, is a rich sugar baron and Charlotte's father, and he's hosting a masquerade ball in Naveen's honor. Uh, and Charlotte hires Tiana to make beignets for the ball. I guess Tiana makes amazing beignets. I would love to try them. Uh, I love beignets. Uh, Charlotte ends up giving her enough money, giving Tiana enough money to buy an old sugar mill to convert it into her restaurant. And that's where we get Tiana's I Want song. We've talked a lot about what I want songs in past episodes. This is one of the best. It is so brilliant at showing you what she wants not only in a song form but visually they take you in tiana's mind into what she's seeing it's so beautiful so beautiful and i love i love it of course i love i want songs anyway because they're always story songs but this is a really really lovely one uh and it's got a lot of joy in it a lot of hope in it which i feel i want songs should always have um, it would be bad to have a, a depressing I want song, I guess. Um, but it's absolutely beautiful. This old town can slow you down. People taking the easy way. But I know exactly where I'm going. Getting closer and closer every day. And I'm encounter a voodoo witch doctor, Dr. Facilier, and he's inviting them into his emporium or into his storefront, basically, and Facilier convinces them uh, that he can make their dreams come true. Uh, the problem is that neither man really gets what they're expecting. Naveen becomes a frog, while Lawrence, his uh, manservant, is given a voodoo charm that makes him resemble uh, Prince Naveen. Uh, Facilier intends for Lawrence to marry Charlotte, after which he'll, he plans to kill Big Daddy and claim his fortune. Uh, Facilier's such a great villain. Um, the, his interaction with the dark side is so good. Um, he's scary. I mean, he is scary. The Shadow Man, which is what they call him, is scary. 
really good. And he sings a song called Friends on the Other Side. Brilliant visual. It really reminds me of The Lion King. I just can't wait to be king. Uh, in its visuals, I think it's so well done and so dark, especially for Disney and evil. It is just really evil. Uh, so, so good. Um, so let's listen to a little bit of Friends on the Other Side. Don't you disrespect me, little man. Don't you derogate or deride. You're in my world now, not your world. And I got friends on the other side. He's got friends on the other side. That's an echo, gentlemen. Just a little something we have here in Louisiana. A little parlor trick, don't worry. Sit down at my table. Put your minds at ease. If you relax and will enable me to do anything I please. I can read your future. I can change it around some too. I look deep into your heart and soul. You do have a soul, don't you, Lawrence? Make your wildest dreams come true. I got voodoo, I got voodoo, I got things I ain't even tried. I got friends on the other side. He's got friends on the other side. The cards, the cards. At the ball, Tiana discovers that she may lose the mill to a higher bidder, and she is absolutely crushed. Tiana then meets Naveen. She wishes on the evening star, uh, which we see her do uh, at the beginning of the film, wishing. And um, she, her father at that point tells her that you can wish on the morning star, on the evening star, sorry, you can wish on the evening star, but you also have to work hard. Tiana lives that. She lives that every day, working hard for what she wants. But anyway, at the ball, she meets Naveen, who, believing her to be a princess uh, because of the costume that she's put on, long story of how that happens, but she gets covered in her powdered sugar from her beignets, uh, and so Charlotte uh, gives her a new outfit to wear. It's beautiful, beautiful dress. Very shimmery. Um, I like shimmery things. But believing her to be a princess, Naveen asks her to kiss him. Because remember, Naveen is a frog. Uh, and hopes that that's going to break Facilier's spell. Uh, in exchange for the money um, that she needs, Tiana accepts... But when she kisses Naveen, she is turned into a frog herself. Um, a chase ensues, and Tiana and Naveen escape to the bayou. Uh, and Facilier is not, happen that, not having it that they escaped, because they need Naveen for his blood for the charm, uh, the voodoo charm that they're using to make Lawrence look like him. So at the bayou, uh, Tiana and Naveen meet Louis. He is a trumpet-playing alligator who longs to be human. And of course, Naveen and Tiana want to be human again also. And so they sing this amazing song, amazing jazz tune called When We're Human. Oh, so wonderful. It is kind of Louis' I Want song, um, but it is also an I Want song for Tiana and Naveen because obviously they want to be human again. So, so good. If I were a human being, I'd head straight for New Orleans And I'd blow this horn so hard and strong like no one they've ever seen You heard of Louis Armstrong, Mr. Sidney Boucher All those boys gotta step aside when 
to hear this old ex-gator play. Listen. When I'm human, as I hope to be, I'm gonna blow this song till the cows come home and everyone's gonna bow down to me. I want just the life I have A great big party every night That doesn't sound too bad A redhead on my left arm A brunette on my right A blonde or two After that, uh, they meet Ray, who is a Cajun firefly. Oh my god. This character, so wonderfully performed by Jim Cummings. So good. Um... Lewis and Ray then offer to lead Tiana and Naveen to the voodoo priestess, Mama Odie, who they believe can undo the curse. And they sing a song, a great song, with Ray and his family of thousands of fireflies, including Grandma, that is a firefly with a walker. So good. Um, And they sing a song called Gonna Take You There. So let's talk a little bit about this song. Um, I want to bring it up because it is a great example of Zydeco. Uh, and Zydeco, let me tell you a little bit about that. It, it evolved in southwest Louisiana by the French Creole, spree- French Creole speakers. Sorry, I couldn't get that out. Uh, which blends blues and rhythm and blues and music indigenous with Louisiana Creoles and the native people of Louisiana. Um, and what sets this apart from other musical styles is it's usually a fast tempo. Um, it is usually dominated by a piano accordion or button accordion. Uh, and a form of a washboard known as a rub board, sometimes called a scrub board or washboard. Zydeco music was originally created at house dances where families and friends gathered to socialize. And as a result, the music integrated, integrated waltzes and shuffles and two steps and blues and rock and roll, rock and, roll and, and other dance music forms um, of the era. And today, Zydeco integrates genres such as R&B and soul and brass band, reggae, ska, hip-hop, Afro-Caribbean, and other styles um, in addition to the traditional forms. So as you listen to this, uh, this may be your introduction to what Zydeco is, and you may have never heard that term before. So now you know a little bit about it uh, from the Creoles in southwest Louisiana. Let's listen to a little bit of Gonna Take You There. All right, Lulu, let's get to it, darling. Come on, shout. Just follow the bouncing butt. We're going to take you down, we're going to take you down, we're going to take you all the way down. We're going to take you down, we're going to take you down, we're going to take you all the way. Going down the bayou, going down the bayou, going down the bayou, taking you all the way. We got the whole family that go meet me, got the food.
time that Tiana and Naveen develop feelings about each other, we also learn of Ray's love of Evangeline, um, who is the e- actually the evening star, but Ray doesn't know that. He just thinks she's way up in the sky, and he is madly in love, and he sings the song, Ma Belle Evangeline. Um, really, really beautiful, beautiful tune, uh, and so heartwarming and just lovely. It's really great. Excuse the noise in the background. That's my air conditioner kicking on because it's a little warm here. Uh, so I guess we're just going to have to deal with that. So let's listen to a little bit of Ma Bell Evangeline. Look how she lights up the sky. Ma Belle Evangeline. So far above me, yet I know her heart belongs to only me. Je t'adore, je t'aime, Evangeline. You're my queen of the night, so still, so bright. There's someone as beautiful as she. Good love. Someone like me Love always finds a way It's true And I love you Evangeline How sweet is that song? Oh, so sweet. Um, Meanwhile, Dr. Facilier makes a deal with the voodoo spirits, um, offering the souls of the people of New Orleans in exchange for finding... Um, Naveen. Does anybody else see a problem with that? He's offering the souls of all of New Orleans? Um, yeah. that He's overreaching a little bit. He's a little desperate is what that is. And we all know that when a villain in Disney films gets desperate, uh, that's when problems arise. So finally, our four uh, characters meet uh, Mama Odie. They find Mama Odie. Um, and she tells them... Uh, that Naveen must kiss a true princess in order to break the spell. And she sings a song called Dig a Little Deeper. I don't even know what to say about this song. It is so good. Um, the fact that the message is that what you want is already inside of you. Because that's really what the song is about. And it's done in such a joyful, fun way and you know the message is loud and clear and visually on the screen it's beautiful just really really good uh great performance great song um and i think that uh it's one of disney's classics uh it may not be considered classic now but i think as time goes down as time, I think as time goes on, it's going to be considered a Disney classic. Uh, dig a little deeper. So good, um, you know, about finding yourself and accepting yourself and digging in what you really want. And what you think you want may not be what you really want. And what others think you should want is not necessarily what you should want. It's so good. It's just great. I love it. The uh, song is done in the gospel style, which it absolutely should be, uh, because she is preaching. 
She's preaching to the animals. She is preaching to Naveen um, and Tiana. She is preaching to everybody. Uh, for 197-year-old voodoo priestess, she has got it going on. Uh, and gospel is absolutely the perfect style for this song. So much energy and joy and love in the song. Um, and I think it's they really matched up this style with this song so well. It very easily could have been um, a number of other styles, but gospel was the perfect choice. And so um, I think they, I think this is a home run. Dig a little deeper. Let's listen to a little bit of that. Don't matter what you look like. And we find that Charlotte is the princess of the Mardi Gras parade, but only until midnight. Um, Naveen then tells Ray that he loves Tiana and is willing to give up his dreams for her. But before he can tell her, he is captured by the demons and brought to Facilier. A great moment um, of seeing him being drugged. One thing I love that they did is that Naveen is drugged. You can see him being dragged by his legs, but it's the shadows that are dragging him. So fascinating and so well done, um, you know, visually. Such a striking image. Um, and it's and they use that style in several places in the film. Uh, when, when dealing with Facilier, the shadow is always doing something different than Facilier and is always interacting with objects. So good. Re just really great stuff. Ray finds Tiana um, and gives her the charm and attempts to hold off the demons so that she can escape. But Facilier ends up stepping on Ray. Really sad moment. So good. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why somebody has to die in every Disney film, I feel like. I feel like somebody has to die in every film. I guess not every film. But in a lot of films, they have to pull that pull that death heartstring. But this is really well done. Um, I know it seems odd to say that it was really well done. But it is. Uh, his death is so good. Facilier then offers Tiana uh, to make her restaurant dream come true in exchange for the charm. And the creepy thing here is that he actually shows her, puts her in the middle of her dream uh, and surrounds her with the images that we saw when she sang um, almost there. So great. So well done. Uh, but realizing that she'd rather be with Naveen, Tiana destroys the charm. Uh, and this is where the angered voodoo spirits claim Facilier uh, himself as payment for his debts and drag him to hell. Um, really great. One of the it's done in a graveyard and one of the monuments 
uh, ends up looking like uh, a mouth, a demon's mouth, and they drag him through that opening, which obviously has fire in it. Uh, really, really well done. Uh, really scary, to be honest with you, but really well done. So Tiana and Naveen reveal uh, their love to each other and explain the situation to Charlotte. Uh, imagine Charlotte sitting there talking to frogs. So typically Disney. Um, but he agree- she agrees to kiss Naveen um, as Lawrence is taken away by the police. However, the clock strikes midnight before she can kiss him and uh, she can't change him back. So the two decide that they are content to live as frogs. And Tiana and uh, Naveen go back to Mama Odie. And in the meantime, uh, we have a funeral on their way back. We have a funeral for Ray, um, which is so sweet. All the family is there. Um, It's really, really sweet. And then we see Ray go up and get to be with Evangeline. All of a sudden, a star shows up to the lower left of the evening star, and they look like they're holding hands. It is so sweet. So, so good. Just really touching and moving. So, uh, Tiana and Naveen are wed by Mama Odie. And guess what? Since Naveen and Tiana are wed, and Naveen is a prince, that makes Tiana a princess. And so after they get married, when they kiss, because you know, you they always say, you may kiss the bride, they are both restored back to human form um, after their kiss. And later on, the couple returns to New Orleans to celebrate uh, together uh, and the two open their restaurant that Tiana has dreamed about. Lewis is playing at the restaurant. And, of course, as always in Disney films, everybody lives happily ever after. And that's the story and the music in it. Um, I really love it. It's beautiful. If you haven't seen it, uh, please, please watch this movie and appreciate it for the beauty that they've created with it. I think it is gorgeous. I think Mama Odie's Dig a Little Deeper song is absolutely beautiful to watch. Uh, The way they cleverly used things that she would have in the swamp, you know, just junk and trash, and made it beautiful. And the way that it's surrounded by the animals, um, it's so well done. Uh, The evil darkness of Dr. Facilier, um, his stylized look is makes him look mean he's very thin long fingers tall uh top hat uh and then his uh his establishment with all of the voodoo masks um that sing and uh talk about um are you ready and uh just really really well done um yes i think that uh it it's a little um it's disneyfied I mean, let's just be honest. It is Walt Disney. Uh, and there are things, you know, that they change because they're Walt Disney. Uh, the committee sees it and says, I don't like that. Or the preview says, you need to change that. And then they change little things. But really, I think in this movie, they were really able to maintain a clear idea of what they wanted. They wanted to update the fairy tale to present day. They wanted to make it so that fairy tales don't just happen a long, long time ago in a land far, far away. Um, Okay, that was kind of a Star Wars reference there, kind of. They want to bring it to the, you know, 20th century. Um, And I think they do a really nice job of it. And I think they show a roadmap of how that can be done and how you can have a princess 
fairy tale story. It doesn't have to be a princess. It could be a prince. It could be who doesn't matter. Um, but set it in a more modern time and really work. Because uh, this story definitely works. The B plots with Lewis and Charlotte and even Ray's small B plot are good, solid B plots. Um, and everybody's moving in the same direction. It's not one where I feel like a plot, a secondary plot, pulls the movie in a different direction that we don't need to go. Um, everything moves in a solid direction with a singular vision. And I really love it. And I hope that you like the clips that we played of the music as we talked about it. Because the music, the songs are so, so good in this. Okay, let's talk a little bit um, about the score. Uh, I'm re-recording this. And the reason I'm re-recording it and redoing it is that I went back and listened to the score again uh, by Randy Newman. Um, while it's not my favorite score, it's much better than I thought it was. Uh, he does some nice things, with, especially with his string sections, uh, that I don't know why when I first was listening to it, I wasn't paying attention to it. I, I think I wasn't listening close enough or uh, just wasn't um, aware of what he was really trying to do. That being said, there are parts of the score I don't like. There are parts of the score that I think are a little chintzy, um, a little uh, too cartoonish for such an elegant movie. And I do believe that it is a very elegant movie um, with beautiful songs in it, as we've already talked about. Uh, but really, um, he does some really, really nice things. And then there are some things that he does that I think sound like Toy Story, that you could just plug right into Toy Story or take part of Toy Story and bring it here into this movie. That being said... Um, he does some really beautiful work in this. We're going to listen to just a very little bit of it to kind of give you a flavor of what he's done. And in his simple way, he's created kind of an elegance uh, that surprised me. And it took me a couple of listens to recognize it. So don't feel bad if you listen to this and you're like, I don't get it. I don't hear what he's saying. Um, listen to the lushness and the beauty of what he's doing. I'm going to pick a part of the score uh, that I think is especially uh, beautiful. It's called, on the recording, it's called I Know This. I'm sorry, it's called I Know This Story. And it's just really, really well done. Really beautiful. Has some nice, lush moments in it. Uh, and you can definitely tell the emotion in it. So let's listen to the, uh, let's listen to a little bit of this I Know This Story.
Well, that concludes this episode of the Magic Music Review about the Princess and the Frog. Uh, Feel free to leave a comment for me, uh, and we can have this discussion about what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, Again, Princess and the Frog, I think, is an underappreciated film from Disney Animation. Um, A beautiful film with a beautiful score, uh, just beautiful songs. I really, really think it's great. Uh, But you may not agree with me, and that's okay. You can leave comments for me on Facebook. It's at Magic Music Review. You can also leave comments for me on Twitter. I'm the Disney Music Dude. Or you can find me at www.magicmusicreview.com. And I'd love to have that discussion with you because I do want this to be a discussion. I want you to let me know what you think. Um, And also, if you have things that you want me to talk about, if you have music that you want me to talk about or any ideas that you have, uh, I'd love to share them with you uh, and have that discussion so that we can do this together and enjoy it. I'm going to leave you with Neo's Never Knew I Needed. Uh, it is the end credit song. Uh, you know how I feel about end credit songs. I usually don't like them. Um, but they are a part of the movie, and so I don't want to shortchange Neo. Uh, and it's not a bad song. Enjoy this little bit from Neo. So, until next time, take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Because we like you. Hey.